0: How many of you <clears throat> know that one of the, um, I, I would say it's the leading question that people ask churches, actually around the entire com- uh, country? It's one of the most frequent questions asked to pastors to leaders. Uh, Sometimes churches will do a series called um, You Asked For It. We've done it here a couple of times where we've polled our audience and said, hey, give us the top four or five things that you would like to hear a sermon on. And what I'm going to share with you tonight is number one, hands down. And that is how to hear the voice of God. Because I've asked it, I've inquired, I've wanted to know. Give me some information because sometimes we find ourselves in stuck mode. Would you agree? How many of you have ever asked someone, hey, how do you hear the voice of God? I think most of us have probably asked at some point, And and why is it one of the most asked questions? And I'll give you some reasons. People will say, what's wrong with me? Everybody else hears, but not me. God, I can't hear you. Would you speak a little louder? Lord, where are you? I've been asking, haven't heard one thing. I recently got asked this question. I used to hear the voice of God, but no longer. Maybe you're in that boat. I get up Bible in one hand and coffee in the other and I'm sitting in my relaxed chair in my little war room but nothing. Anybody ever been like that? Am I speaking to the right crowd? What's supposed to be a time of joy is more of a time of frustration. What's supposed to be a time of refreshing and and being under the sweet presence, under the faucet of the Holy One, turns out to be, there must be something wrong with me. I'm not worthy because God is not speaking. Well, tonight I'm here to offer you some help and some hope. Amen. I will go so far as to say everyone at the sound of my voice, whether you're watching online or you're in this auditorium, everyone of us tonight is going to hear the voice of God. Remember the cook? uh, He had a show probably 40 years ago, Justin Wilson. He would say, "Guarantee." You're going to hear the voice of God tonight, whether you like it or not. The question is, are you ready? Two people are ready. Now, there are different ways to hear the voice of God. Some of them, sometimes it comes through maybe a vision, maybe a dream, maybe through a worship song like we had tonight. Uh, I've known people to, to hear the voice of God as they're driving on oh, Ambassador Caffrey. How could you hear the voice of God? Sometimes it comes through <clears throat> creation. I've known people that have gone out into the beautiful mountains and all of a sudden God just starts downloading into them about creation. Some people get thoughts or impressions. Some people experience the voice of God through experiences and life. Some people hear the voice of God through time of prayer and reflection and meditation. But the number one way to hear the voice of God, hands down, is through Scripture. But Rob, I've tried it. Nothing. I'm about to upset the apple cart right now. And I'm about to blow everyone's mind. Because the problem is, and the reason is that we're not hearing the voice of God when we're looking at Scripture is because we're reading the Bible. I'm about to really flip your lid right now. Don't read the Bible anymore. Don't read the Bible. Hold on, Rob. (laughs) That goes against... What I've been taught that goes against what's being taught on this pulpit and pulpits all over the country and all over the world. Are you crazy? Don't answer that. Here's your first blank. If you want to hear his voice, you have to see his verse. If you want to hear His voice, you have to see His verse. Wait a minute, Rob, shouldn't that say we should read His verse? No. We have to see His verse. Look, the Lord speaks to us through His Word right here, right? And I'm going to show you and I'm going to prove it to you because we're all going to hear the voice of God here in a few minutes. This is His voice. But what happens is, when we read verses, we get blocks, hindrances, walls that go up. Oh, we might read a beautiful scripture like in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture. Do you know what that word all means in the Greek? It means All. All scripture is for our benefit. But our eyes are not trained to look at phrases and verses and passages of scripture. What happens is we fall into the old patterns and the old traps of struggles. We read the Bible like it's a newspaper. Just give me the headlines. Some people have short attention spans. Some people just have trouble reading because maybe they were never taught. Some are intimidated. That was me. I was intimidated for years. Because people in this church would come down and I would see their, they would open up their Bibles and they were highlighted and marked in. Duct tape was on the outside, keeping it together. And here I was. If the pastor said, turn to Amos, I'm looking for cookies. Intimidation got the best of me. There's also an expectation that when we read that bells and whistles will go off, an alarm will ring, And God will start just downloading all kinds of things into our knower. We get goosebumps. We see miracles. Where are they, Lord? But on this particular day, there's nothing. Tonight, I want to teach you and show you how to see Scripture like you've never seen it before. Are you ready for this? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're about to learn something. Turn back to him and say, it's about time. When it comes to seeing his verse or verses, you have to ask the question, what do I see? Does that make sense? What am I seeing in Scripture? Am I just reading word after word after word after word and don't understand and don't understand because the words are this long? But we have to ask ourselves, what do I see? Let me give you an example, and it's right in your handout. Example number one. Now, we're going to read these verses together out loud. And there's a question with a blank. It says, what do you see? Guess what? You're going to fill that out, not me. So let's read together. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. It says this out loud. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. I can't hear you. We were under what? What was that? Great pressure. Keep that in mind. It may come in handy. Far beyond our ability to endure. Has anybody ever been stressed and overwhelmed? Far beyond what you thought. Oh my gosh. So that we despaired even of life. Verse 9. Let's read it together out loud. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But... But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. Now, this is participatory. What do you see in this verse or verses? Come on out loud, tell me. Beyond our ability, what else? Pressure, what else? Rely on God. So, write in that blank what you see. I'm just going to give you about 30, 45 seconds to write in that blank. Remember, we have to ask the question what do we see? Oh, yeah, we had to read it. We have to read, right? But in order to hear his voice, We have to see his verse. Now, the very first time I read this years ago, I immediately identified with Paul. I believe what Paul's saying is, I'm stressed. Maybe overworked, maybe overwhelmed. And maybe handling it his old way was not working. Do you follow where we're going with this? Y'all were looking at me like a cow at a new gate. Do you see where we're going with this? Far beyond our ability to endure. Man, this was heavy. It was hard. It was tough. Anybody ever been through something like that recently or going through it right now? You see I believe what 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 God is is saying the voice of God is saying through this verse through Paul is that hey Paul was going through some through some stuff something heavy something hard and it caused him to relook at some things and not rely and says not rely on ourselves but to rely on whom God The voice of God just spoke to you. Do you see how this works? Is anybody getting anything out of this? Or am I the only one? Example number two. I just want to tell you about this little story. It's found in the book of John. It's a lady who was about to be stoned to death because of an occupation that she had. And the soldiers were literally had stones in their hands and they're ready to throw at her because that was the penalty of what she did. Jesus comes on the scene. He writes something in the sand. We don't know what it is. He gets up. Anybody here without sin, let him throw the first stone. They dropped all their stones. So we're going to pick up. You ready? Let's read it. In verse 9, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only who was left? Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Are you getting a picture of what's going on here? Verse 10, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, he said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. So... What do you see? Tell me, come on. Jesus didn't leave her. How many times have we gone through something tough and everybody's abandoned us? You ever been through that? And you just want to go, hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Can somebody come help me? Can somebody? Nope. Drop my stone, I'm leaving. You see, what I believe that God is saying here, the voice of God is saying, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to go to distance with you, buddy, sister. Amen. You just heard the voice of God. Not once, but twice. Are you getting it, folks? Am I preaching to the right choir, James? You want number three or you want to go home? Number three, in Genesis chapter 45, let's see, in verse 4, it says, Then Joseph said to his brother, I can't hear you, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, now let me me back up. Joseph was thrown into a pit, left for dead. His brothers lied. (laughs) He winds up being rescued. He comes up into the Egyptian government thing, you know, and he's climbing the corporate Egyptian ladder, has a high uh, office. Next thing you know, there's a famine in his homeland. His brothers, his dad said, hey, go get some, some food, man. We're, we're about to die here. Now, I'm, I'm really shortening the story, but Joseph was left for dead by his brothers. But yet, when the brothers walk up, look what Jesus, look what Joseph says. He says, I'm your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, what does he say? He says, Do not be distressed, and and, and I, I don't want you to be angry. I, I'm, I'm okay. It's all right. I, I, I forgive you. I no longer have bitterness towards what you did to me years ago. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So what do you see? Fill in the blank. Come on, tell me. What are you writing? You want to preach this Paul? Come on, buddy. What, what do you see? You see forgiveness and mercy and... Oh, my goodness. What do you think the voice of God is saying to us? Maybe we should forgive. Extend forgiveness for a hurt from long ago. Maybe we shouldn't hold on to a root of bitterness. You see, the voice of God just spoke to you, and you didn't even know it. We can be very good at reading, but we are we got to learn how to see what's in these verses. Amen. Y'all want us to go on and go to number four? Oh, it gets good. How many of you analytical people do we have in the house? Come on. Three, four, that's it. Five, here we go. So, Oh, hands are still going up. It's like an auction. Here we go. Let's go. Look what it says in Numbers. The book of Numbers. That ought to just float your boat if you're analytical. Chapter 3, it says this in verse 42. Let's go. So Moses counted all the firstborn of the Israelites. I would have just stopped right there. But no... As the Lord commanded him, the total number of firstborn males a month old or more listed by name was how many? Oh, you got to do better than that. Shout it out loud. How many? What do you see? Okay, a lot of numbers. If you go in numbers, every verse is like that. Detail after detail after detail after detail. Amen, brother. Give him a gold star. That's what you see. Details matter to God. And so whenever you're reading... And you go, oh, I'm not reading numbers. It's nothing but numbers because you hate numbers. Math was not. How many of you did not like math in school? Oh my! Look at the hands, everybody. But God has a whole book on numbers. Why? Because he cares about the details, not only of the firstborn, but we can translate that to us. And the voice of God tonight is saying that He cares about every little struggle and every little thing that's going on in your life. That's how the voice of God works through Scripture. Amen? Are you liking what we're doing right now? Number five, and we're going to kind of shut it down right here. In Luke chapter 21, in verses 12 and 13, But before all things they will lay their hands... Oh, that's not good. They will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. Verse 13. Okay, there's a lot going on right here. I don't know if you realize, but it's not good. But in verse 13, it turns a corner. It says it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. What do you see? Opportunity for? Share testimony, be with others. What else? Give God the glory. To talk about who? You, me. Maybe, maybe, maybe... The voice of God says, I've given you a purpose. When you feel like you don't have a purpose. You see how this voice of God works? (laughs) Maybe we're just reading scripture just because we have to. Maybe, I don't know. Tonight is about self-evaluation but it's also about maybe learning something of how when we want to hear the voice of God and we're struggling i would recommend to go to a verse and and i'm going to talk about that in a little bit go to his word is what i'm what i'm after amen because that's where that's where it comes off the page y'all good so far okay Let me just give you three quick things about seeing verses. And this is very practical. This is where I like to live in the practical. How about you? Okay. I don't want to know everything about the Apostle Luke. That's good information, but I want to know what's inside of Luke. Number one, God speaks when we see with an expectancy. When we get our word out and we get the version that we like and we start reading, we got to start seeing with an expectancy. Look what it says in Isaiah 25 in the New Century Version. It says, Lord, you are my God. I honor you and praise you because you have done amazing things. You have always done what you said you would do. You see, going into your time with the Lord, with verses and chapters and books of the Bible, God is going to complete his work in you. Amen. And he's going to do what he said he was going to do. We have to have an expectancy when we open up that book and not frustration We have to have an expectancy that God is going to show us, He's going to reveal to us through the Holy Spirit, and He's going to speak to us. And we're going to learn some things. Amen? Number two, God speaks when we see clues. That's your next blank. God speaks when we see certain things, certain clues. Like, remember in Corinthians, what were the two words? Great pressure. Blue, have you ever been under great pressure and stress and overwhelm? Am I overwhelming you right now by even bringing it up? Have you ever been that way? How many times have we read through that? Now, that's in the NIV. I don't know which version you, you read, but that's okay. I don't know what other versions say, but in the NIV, it says great pressure. You have to begin looking for clues, looking for words, looking for phrases that you ordinarily would not see. How about the lady who was about to be stoned, and it says everybody, oldest first, walked away, and only who was left. It's easy just to read through that and get nothing out of it. When God's saying, I'm speaking, my son is not going to leave you no matter what you are going through. You see what I'm, what were the other examples? Numbers. Remember, we said he's into our life and our details in our life. You have to begin to look for clues. Things are going to pop off. Look what it says in the in Matthew in the Message Bible. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, meaning God's words, words to build a life on and a back patio deck. Is that what it says? No. If you work these words that are right here, into your life, God is going to begin speaking to you. You're going to be like a smart carpenter who built his house on a swamp. No? Mm Mm-hmm. See, when I read the Bible, I look for certain phrases. I look for certain clues. And by the way, I don't read just a verse or two a day out of a chapter. Michelle and I read the entire chapter. Just a thought, just a thought to maybe expand your reading time to maybe a chapter. Okay? I know some of you are reading hounds. One chapter just does not do it for you, and that's okay. I can only handle one chapter. (laughs) That's just me. But I like to go into it saying, Lord, what, what do you want me to see? In this chapter here today, you want me to see that Paul was under great pressure? Oh, you want me to see that this lady, everybody else didn't want her, but Jesus loved her enough to stay with her? That's what you want me to see? Yeah. So look for certain phrases or maybe a few words or maybe an entire verse that will speak to you so that the voice of God is... The voice of God is speaking nonstop. It's just that we're not seeing the Bible, we're reading it. Like I said earlier, don't read the Bible. Now, please, if you're watching online or if you're in here, don't send any hate mail to Rob. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes, we have to read the Bible. But you have to see. You have to look for things. Amen. Are y'all getting anything? If you're getting anything, say, I'm getting something. I don't know what it is. You see, what you see when you look at certain things, you see the nature of Jesus. Let's put yourself into that position of that lady and everybody else walked off. You know what she probably thought? Yep, that's my life. Everybody abandons me. Nobody cares for me. And then Jesus shows up. You see the character of who Jesus is. You see the forgiveness of Joseph. He could have said, you know what? We've got all the food here, but I'm sending you back home empty-handed because you deserve it. You treated me wrong. You threw me in a pit. No, what did Joseph do? Hey, man, look, I'm not angry. You see the character, not only of Joseph, but that's the character of God. Amen. He speaks through the voice of the Holy Spirit. And let me also add this little point here. Whenever you're reading, The Holy Spirit is another name is what? The Comforter. Which means when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it's going to be comforting. It's going to be peaceful. It's going to be long lasting. It's going to be enjoyable. If it's anything else, it's Satan himself speaking to you. Amen. Just wanted to throw that in there. Number three, God speaks when we see with an openness. When we open up ourselves. Look what it says in Psalm 119. It says, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal truth to us. So that when we're reading, we're pulling out nuggets and we're pulling out truths that help us in our daily walk. Amen. Some days he may speak encouragement. Some days he may speak something to you about maybe of somebody else that's going, that you can be an encouragement to them. He may be speaking to you right now about somebody that you need to forgive. It could be an attitude that needs to be changed. You get where I'm going? It could be a variety of things as God's voice begins speaking to you. But it's very important to follow Let's say you read one chapter and you follow through that chapter. Don't just stop. Let's say uh, what really wows you is in verse 12 of of 30. Don't stop there. You want to see what the whole flow of the chapter looks like. Now, if you're talking about in the book of John where there's a bunch of parables, it, it changes pretty quickly, right? But read the entire chapter or chapters. And let the flow of God so God may show you more than one thing; He may show you a couple things, and that's okay. Sometimes you may have to reread a chapter, but again, the question we have to ask is, what do I see? Amen. Now let's land this plane. <clears throat> there was a gentleman who recently. I read this. He said, successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. It's in your notes. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Let me just say this. I said earlier that there are many ways that the voice of God speaks, right? Primarily through His Word. That's where I started. Because I was frustrated coming in this, down this aisle in, in the third or fourth pew where we were sitting, well, back in the old sanctuary, 27 years ago. And I would see people, it would intimidate me with their Bibles and, and they knew their scripture and I did not know anything. Until one day, the Lord showed me something about Mary and Martha. That just rocked my world. It was the first time I actually did not read the Bible. I saw the Bible. I was seeing something that I've never seen before. And since then, the Lord has spoken to me in other ways. You hear where I'm going? So the best place to start is in His Word. So that maybe through a worship song or through thoughts or maybe dreams or visions or something, maybe driving on ambassador, God speaks to you. So this is a great place to start. Amen. Some of you that maybe used to hear, but haven't in a while, go back to your roots. But his word is the best place to land so that we can begin seeing Things that we've never seen before. Amen. Are y'all ready for a little bit of a challenge? Three of you are ready for a challenge. Let me end with this. Hearing God is not something that you do. It's something you are. You were created to hear from God. Amen. You were created to hear from the throne room of grace. And God wants us to mature. He wants us to not stay where we are, but to learn and to learn and to absorb like a sponge. Just keep absorbing. Amen. I've shared this and I'm going to share it for the 15th time. I literally get about seven devotionals every morning by about six or six 30 in the morning. And Michelle can tell you, I'm looking at them because I need to learn. I cannot stop learning. Amen. Amen. And the best place to learn is God's Word. I do listen to other pastors preach because that's good for my soul, but it's His Word, it's what I see that I need for me to grow and to be teachable. Amen? And finally, hearing God is not automatic. It's something you have a part in. Please don't wait till Sunday service for God to speak to you. Please take some time and just look at one chapter. I tell everybody, start with Philippians chapter 1. There's four chapters in Philippians. takes four days for me. Because remember, Rob is your friend and I can only do one chapter a day. Read one chapter and go into it by saying, Lord, what do you want me to see today? Now, it's someone writing it, right? It's Paul. The Apostle Paul is writing it. But it's for you. It's for for me. It's for you. It's for everybody. Amen? Would you take that challenge and just tomorrow morning get up and just read Philippians chapter 1 and see what you see? That's for you. You see, you're really creating your own devotional. If you think about it, And all of a sudden, you're going to remember. See, like when somebody comes to the altar and feels like they've been abandoned, guess what Rob goes to? John chapter 9, or is it 8? I can't remember. And I paraphrase and say, you know, there was this lady in the Bible. She was about to get stoned. Everybody else left her, but not Jesus. Jesus didn't leave that lady by herself. You see, that's what happens. That's the beauty of Scripture. You're going to remember. You may not be able to quote it chapter and verse. Obviously, I can't, but you know what I'm saying? You can refer to it and, and, and bring some help to other people. My greatest memories are not what God has done for me, but what He has spoken to me. I just encourage you to just... Maybe look at his word a little differently. Instead of reading, start seeing. And I'm telling you, you will see things that you've never seen before. Now, I want to hear from you. I really do. My email is online. It's rmiller at flchurch.net. I want you to email me whenever something just pops off the page. Because it's telling me that you're getting excited about seeing something in God's Word that can benefit you, your family. Here's one. What's in Matthew chapter 1? The genealogies. Lord, why do we need to know that stuff? Was it 14 generations? How many of you have ever read those names? Woo, they're a little tough, aren't they? Have you ever wondered, Lord, Noah, Perez, and Budro, and Romero, and Slossa? I'm oh, just kidding, slave. Um, you, you know, you, you ever wondered, out, you ever wondered why, Lord, did you put those guys and those families right there in chapter 1? Anybody have an answer? God showed me one day when I was reading. He convicted me because what do we do? We, we skip over it. <laughs> we get to the good stuff. And the Lord convicted me one day and he said, Rob, you're skipping over legacy. Legacy after legacy after legacy after legacy. Okay, Laura, what does that mean for Rob. Do you want to leave a legacy for your children and your grandchildren and your grandchildren's grandchildren and your grandchildren's grandchildren? Ooh, that spoke to me. And that day I heard the voice of God. Don't skip over your legacy. It's important to me. It needs to be important to you. Yes, sir. That's a freebie. That's, that's example number six. Okay. Y'all good with this? I know it's more practical, but sometimes we need the practical so that we can grow. If you don't mind, you can stand. How many of you said, Lord, man, I mean, Rob, you just really tugged on my heart a little bit. Let me see your hands. Yeah, I needed this. I needed this. Well, Father, I pray that those that are here tonight and even watching online, Lord, that, Lord, you've, you've, maybe you've popped a little pimple so that we can be challenged, Lord, to begin not just reading, but seeing your Word like we've never seen before. And we thank you for your Word. We thank you, Lord, for not just the stories and the parables, Lord, but the truths that come from it so that we can hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that we all heard your voice tonight multiple times, maybe for the first time in many, many years or maybe just for the first time in general. Lord, I just pray that right now you are opening up just our intellect, you're opening up up, up our hearts to receive from you I pray for just the Spirit of God to begin speaking to us. Lord, I thank You that tonight has been more practical. I thank You, Lord, that Your Word is living, it's active, and it's here for us. And Lord, I can't wait to hear the good reports of people that are diving into their Word and seeing things for the very first time and hearing your voice for the very first time. We love you tonight, Lord, and we thank you for it's in your precious name that we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen and amen. Well, thank you all for coming. We'll see you Sunday, amen.